Hey, Riderly Besties, and welcome to the Riding with Anna New podcast, where we talk about all things riding. I am super excited about this episode because we're going to be talking all about my favorite thing, like my favorite thing ever um, in like anything to do with riding, really. Like this is my favorite thing, and that is characters. I love creating new characters. I love developing them, relating to them, and I just like call them my little babies. I hope you feel the same way, but I just wanted to kind of talk about the importance of characters within your stories and how to really make a very realistic, real, and developed character within your book. Essentially, I'm going to be like kind of giving you some tips to how to Take your 2D character and make them 3D and very real, relatable, and um, just a really good component to your story. Firstly, I wanted to start off this um, episode by talking about how impactful your characters are and could be within your current project. Um, I do want to talk about just um, a thing that I I seem to always really say within my YouTube videos and also on this podcast and that's about um, this thing that I say and that is that the plot doesn't happen to the characters but the characters happen to the plot. So by that I kind of mean and I'm a firm believer in this and that is that the characters essentially carry the plot. When you really do think about it, it is the characters who are actually, you know, Um, The story is what is told through these characters. It is their voice that the plot is being developed, right? And that's why I think the character's voice, the um, the characters within your story, they're just very, very vital to um, the actual telling of your narrative. Um, So I guess that's kind of like where that little quote slash idea came from and that's why I have a very deep appreciation for books who can like um, really advocate for both high level character development and character inclusion in their books but also um, complement these characters with an amazing amazing plot Um, and of course I feel like plots can only really be done well if your character's well developed and of course that's what we're going to be talking about in today's episode so to start off with I want to give you the first tip that I hope you guys have probably heard before but I think I just need to say it again and again and that is that your characters need to change I think having a relatable realistic character and having a character that actually means something to your book Um, you need to see the characters grow. I think it's the most rewarding thing. Um, For me especially, I literally read books. I love storytelling. I mean, like, you know, the world's great. I love world building. I love learning about the plot, these really cool heist moments. But really, that doesn't all matter without people in those books. So I very much love, you know, characters essentially I think I've already established that but that's the kind of point I'm trying to make um and that is your characters need to change throughout your book and you know when you think about it when you have your favorite book you you have your favorite movie you think about the characters in that movie 
And I mean, unless that's just me, I just really think that the characters are such an integral part and that's because you get to see them grow. I think, of course, character development is something that is so overlooked and having a character that stays the same, I mean, unless they are side characters, but especially for main characters, just ensure your characters change throughout your book. Um, So that's kind of almost relatable, realistic, and it just helps the character um, really just grow from the experiences that they've kind of um, been exposed to within your book. Um, So I usually like to come up with these three stages or three story type um, things within your character's life. So those sorts of things I usually put into a box. You guys, um, sorry, my voice just cracked. Sorry, but um, I've been talking a lot today. Okay, I'm sorry. It's like 11 p.m. too. I'm a little bit tired. (laughs) but I'm okay because I really really am excited about characters so of course I want to talk about it today but anyways I'm actually going to do a um, character video um, on my YouTube channel that could be up this week Um, I really hope so but this is a part of one of my like character developing templates that I love to do and this is a really good exercise um, in regards to this first tip about you know ensuring that your um, characters develop. So essentially, this is a table where you talk about the backstory, the present story, and then the end story. And these three components of the table really just kind of show you a good overview. I mean, it's like a timeline to how your character gets to the book, um, where they start in the book, and also where they end in your book. So the backstory, which is the first section of your template which you can literally write down now if you guys want to kind of do this exercise um but your backstory is basically how your character grew up to the point where your your character is kind of like starts in your book so of course i think backstory and the context surrounding that really gives you such a great idea to how your character kind of came to be and who they've become because of their past and where they stand as the story begins. Because unless, you know, your story starts when they're a baby, which doesn't really make sense. So obviously your characters are going to have some some sort of backstory, right? And then we can move on to the present story. And this is where your story starts. So this is kind of what the character is, like who they are right now, and also where they are going within your book. And of course, when you get to the end story, that's where your characters end up. That's what they've learned. This is how they changed, etc. I also kind of commented in that video because, of course, I shared this part of the template with you guys. Um, But I kind of said that you can always also add a future um, sort of table, which would be really, really fun if you guys were interested in that. Um, But I like to kind of you know, think of that on my, like, by myself and just, like, leave it open to my readers to where the characters could be in the future. But I guess that could be helpful if you are thinking about the end of the book and also just kind of, like, the projection of their life and, like, how they live. Um, but anyways, that exercise is really, really important. And, of course, just ensuring your characters change um, within your book for the better or for the worse. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like the first step. Make sure your characters develop and change. 
This kind of also segues into the second tip, and that is to make your characters believable um, and relatable. I love, I feel like it's so, so funny, but characters that you really connect to, I feel like are very similar to you. And I think you might do this subconsciously or maybe intentionally. Of course, I'm going to encourage you to do it intentionally, but try to make your characters like, like you. When I do develop my characters and get my ideas for all my um, OCs and stuff like that, um, a lot of ideas really come from real life experiences or from other characters I've read in other books. And of course, that's all good and all, you know, being able to draw inspiration from like books and movies. But I really encourage you to try to be intentional in your own feelings, maybe people you've met in real life, maybe experiences you've gone through, maybe, you know, weaknesses that you have that you want to kind of, um, you know, share with your character. That really helps with relatableness for not only yourself, but also for potentially like your readers, because if it's relatable to you, a human, I think it will be related, to, you know, relatable to other humans. Does that make sense? So, of course, this can include your past. Um, this can include like stuff you're struggling with. This can in even like conclude little quirks and stuff like that you that you do or like bad habits, you know. I think a lot of my characters really do model off me for the better or for the worse. I really don't know. But yeah, just kind of being um, very uh, aware of your own life experiences and where your characters really stand with that. And this was just like a really simple tip, I guess. But it kind of very much leads on to the third tip, which is probably more important. And that is to make sure your characters have weaknesses. Um, so in regards to having like really believable, relatable characters, they're going to have to, you know, be imperfect. I think we're all very fed up, especially I think it's really hard with main characters. I mean, some characters are just like golden. They're just like the sun. And sometimes you really, really love them. But most of the time they're not really pulled off very well, especially in, I guess, like more adult or like young adult fantasy and just like yeah the whole idea of the hero being too sunny being too perfect um yeah I feel like it's a struggle so that's why I think as we've grown up I think it's a whole like movement where we've really just been able to connect with the villain more than of course the hero and that's because the villain is relatable it's because the villain has these weaknesses these dark um, secrets, this backstory that we can all kind of somehow relate to and just their imperfectness is what makes them a perfect character. Um, so yeah, give your character weaknesses. Weaknesses of course can come from a lot of different things and that can and that can also like uh, include also phobias and quirks. So I usually really like, like my favorite thing about character developing is actually, sorry, developing is actually doing this. It is actually finding out the weaknesses of my characters, the phobias of my characters and my quirks of my characters. It's all cool and fun, like learning about the personality, you know, learning about the strengths of the character, but really getting to the grit of their problems, their like, um, What's it called? 
I'm like thinking back to one of my essays in high school. Um, just like the the aspirations and but also like in a dark sort of way, like I don't know, like their trials, what they've kind of gone, gone through and what they really want. And, you know, if that want is selfish or selfless, I think it's a really good distinction just to kind of see where your character stands and if there is weaknesses within their strengths. Um, that's actually a really good point because I did want to kind of talk about one of my main characters that I have been developing and I actually really talked about um, my character Walter Lovecraft who is an inventor in the 1800s in London and I kind of did a whole video on him in my recent vlog on my channel so if you want to definitely go check that out. A lot of you guys seem to really love Walter and also his sidekick Keys. Um, they're both inventors and they low-key hate each other but they have to go on a job um, and kind of like fix space and time and it's really really cool but anyways Walter Lovecraft. I kind of realized that he didn't have enough weaknesses. As I was brainstorming um, in that video, I did really comment about how I really thought that Walter Lovecraft, like, I love him, but I feel like he needs to have more weakness and, you know, more downfall within his personality and as a character. Um, and I think that's because I kind of thought about his, his weaknesses as strengths, as I said before. So, for example, he is very observant. He is a watcher. And I kind of thought that as a good thing. Like, he's very observant. He takes notes of things. He kind of is, you know, self-aware of everything in the room. But I kind of, like, was like, hmm, maybe that's actually, like, not a good thing. Maybe that's kind of almost bad, like, toxic. And I kind of got thinking, I was like, hmm... Maybe instead of him being observant, like it's a good thing, maybe he has his guard up too much. Maybe he has himself, you know, looking around over his shoulder because he has anxiety, because he's scared. So instead of him being all like laid back and pretending to be, you know, the observer, the, the sort of person who's like in charge of the situation almost, but not in the situation, Instead, he actually has his guard up so much that he can't bring it down. And I kind of got, it kind of got me thinking about new ideas about how he struggles with letting his guard down, how he struggles with actually conveying his emotions and actually speaking out within that situation and being, you know, like comfortable with people. And yeah, so like instead of him being observant, maybe he has social anxiety and maybe that has to do with his guard and these walls that he builds around himself. And I would say that's probably a weakness, not a strength. So kind of just thinking about that and how these weaknesses, you know, can kind of come out of your character's strengths or seemingly, you know, strengths. So that's kind of the second tip um, about, yeah, making sure your characters have weaknesses. Um, the third tip what was my third tip I was going to talk about today? Um, I think it was about your car. I'm trying to think. I'm so tired, guys. Um, it was about characters being, like, being believable, being 3D, being, you know, someone you can actually relate to. And 
I think I kind of thought about this tip as if, you know, even if you are completely great at, you know, setting the scene, at description, at um, really, you know, showing your world building, just like flexing your world building <laughs> writing, um, it's almost like you're creating a beautiful set, like pretend this is in Shakespearean times and there's a beautiful set and you have this really pretty, like, you know, all these nice curtains, all these nice building and just like, you know, a great, great set. But your set can't really do anything unless there's characters in it. If those characters are 2D, you know, it ruins the story, it ruins the set, it just makes it not good. And it's kind of interesting to think about that, but if you don't have good actors, good characters on set, it ruins the play. It ruins the story, is essentially what I'm trying to come up, like come across. But that's why it's so important to make sure that your characters not only like um essentially, yeah, your characters need to be human. And this seems like, you know, common sense, but making sure that your characters actually, you know, you know your characters inside and out, that your characters actually react to your setting, react to your world, react to other characters, that is where you really get to the heart of your character being 3D and your character being a real human, a real person, a real child you can call your baby. I love calling my characters babies, but anyways, that's kind of what I'm trying to say, is ensuring your characters, you know, are people within your story. They need to be 3D. They need to react to things. They need to um, have weaknesses. They can't always know what's going on. They can't always have these perfect comebacks. They need to get flustered sometimes. They need to be confused with the plot. They need to, you know, have downfalls. They need to really experience what it means to be in that world and in that situation with the other characters. And of course, this can be done through a lot of things like dialogue, like actions, a lot of description work within your characters, and also a lot of um, kind of like self-talk or like self... What's it called? Um, my brain is not working today. Uh, where your characters talk in their heads. What's that called again? I can't remember. I really can't. But you guys know what I mean. Just like... Thinking about your character's feelings instead of being so focused on the plot. And of course, that's why it's kind of coming full circle, right? That's why I love characters. Because they make the, the setting, they make the world real. Because they're the ones telling the story. They are the ones actually having your story's voice. Um, I hope this episode was a little bit helpful. I'm sorry, I'm really tired at the moment. I, like, had to do a lot of uni work for tomorrow because I have, like, a full day at uni and I've been just kind of procrastinating the whole day. Actually, I had a good day today. Never mind that, never mind that. But I really hope you guys are, you know, doing well with your writing projects. I haven't been writing for a little while because uh, I've just been focusing on, like, my YouTube and, like, getting back to uni. Um, but I definitely want to do some writing tomorrow and hopefully on the weekend. So look out for some more writing vlogs because I adore writing. Um, I, I adore, uh, blah, blah, I can't even speak. 
Anyways, I'm going to stop this episode now, but I really hope these tips helped. And of course, please let me know about your characters and just please let me know if this, these tips or whatever, me just babbling on about nonsense. If this, um, you know, podcast is actually helping you guys, I'd really love to know because I hope people are listening in. And if you are listening in, you are beautiful and I love you and it really, really means so, so much. I hope you're doing well. And as always, keep writing. I love you guys and I hope to see you in my next episode. Bye-bye.